0: If I meet somebody literally um, that's making two hundred thousand a month off of their ingenuity, like so now I need to go home with my whiteboard and reverse engineer with how I can do the same. I'm not mad. I'm not upset. I'm inspired.
1: Hey everyone. I'm Marquita Harris, the Work and Money Editor for Essence, and welcome to Unbossed, a podcast for self starters, entrepreneurs, and women who are about their business. If the words student loan give you anxiety, this episode is for you. Today I've got Sonia Lewis in the studio. Now, Sonia is the CEO of the first Black woman owned student loan repayment company in the country. It's called the Student Loan Doctor. Sonia was kind enough to travel all the way from her hometown of Philly to the Essence headquarters here in Brooklyn. I had to get that out of the way because I appreciate her traveling here so much. Thank you, Sonia. Now, in addition to chatting about how Sonia went from having a boss to becoming her own boss, we're going to have a discussion about a major, major financial issue that impacts so many of us. I'm talking about educational debt in the United States alone. 44 million borrowers, a roughly 1.3 million, excuse me, trillion dollars in educational loans. I can't lie, I just fumbled that because I have issues even like accepting that number. So let me say it again. In the United States, 44 million borrowers, oh, roughly 1.3 trillion dollars in educational loans. It gives me anxiety just to think about that. Also, black women We take on more educational debt than any other group. Uh, Let that sink in. So that said, this isn't an issue to bring you down. This is not an episode to bring you down. I think if you have debt, stop burying your head in the sand. Don't ignore those calls from Sally Mae. Instead, manage your money. You have options. There is a way out. You can do this. Um, I'm going to chat with Sonia about her company today. And we're going to really just have an honest discussion about student loans and hear about Sonia's own very inspiring story as a business owner. That said, I want to hear from you. I want to know your stories about your student loans. So make sure you reach out to us on social. Use the hashtag unbossedpodcast. And you can email us at unbossed at essence.com. Okay, let's get to it. Today, I've got Sonia Lewis at the Essence headquarters. Sonia is the CEO of the first Black woman-owned student loan repayment company in the country, The Student Loan Doctor. I'm going to chat with Sonia about her company. And today, we're going to have an honest discussion about a money matter that impacts 44.2 million Americans. Let me say that again. 44.2 Americans, student loans. Welcome to the show, Sonia. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for coming to Industry City and coming from Philly. Yes. Just to come here on, on Boss. I'm so like I thank you for all. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> so let's get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to ask all of my guests, first and foremost, tell mm-hmm. me about your very first job that you ever had. Oh, okay. Let's take it back. Well,
0: I don't know if this counts as my first job, but I used to um, used to make up things to do when we were younger only said I call it jobs because I got paid. So okay. this this is how I knew I was always going to be a little hustler. Uh-huh. Um, I used to make fake amusement park rides. Wait, what? How old were you? I was like seven, but I needed no. some money. So no. I used to make people um, get on a plastic chair with a rope tied around, and I used to put leaves under them because for liability purposes. Again, this is when, how I thought it at seven. Back up.
1: I love it. So and
0: I used to charge them a dollar, and <laughs> okay. I would swing them for like, maybe I say a minute. Again, I wasn't really timing it. Mm-hmm. And I would leave for the day with $10. Wow. And my mom got caught on to it because she was like, you're not asking me for any money lately like what's going on what, like what, where are you getting your money from you are here talking and I'm like is. well actually I have a little hustle it's the amusement park right outside and I was so mad when the maintenance people like took my pile of leaves up I'm like you're, messed no, you're messing up you my money son <laughs> alright that's not a real first job but that's the first time I could think I was really serious about getting some money because I wanted some um, candy cigarettes for yes. my thing yes okay yeah, okay yeah, anyway. I definitely had and job the, workers
1: yes yes mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and like the bubblelicious. <laughs> yes and so okay so it's so clear you were very um kind of like creative yes. and mm-hmm. you were all about getting your coin absolutely at seven. seven years and I still old
0: cared about the people because the lead yeah because of liability the
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> so no you clearly have like you said you care yes. about people yes and you um i i just love that so tell me about um beyond seven years old yep. we're gonna, we gonna bring it up a few years um, what's your educational background mm-hmm. you have this yeah. company that's mm-hmm. all about student loans and um, mm-hmm. where'd you go to school what'd you study Yeah, so I have a, a quite a few degrees I'm still looking for the return address okay mm.
0: so I have a bachelor's degree in anthropology from Bloomsburg University um, I have a master's degree in education administration from Strayer University um, and that was partly paid for by Strayer and Bloomsburg was pretty much a full ride as well as so I got a scholarship and and then um, my doctoral degree, um, I'm ABD, um, all but dissertation. <laughs> oh joy! So, um, and that's from Walden University, and that's in higher education. And so, what I will say is, do I do I need or did I need all of those degrees? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Okay. Um, I feel like much like our clients, I got really caught up in degree chasing. Um, because there's a stigma attached to a positive stigma. Uh, and then, you know, you're sold the dream that if you have these degrees, you'll make this amount of money. But if I could just kind of like reverse engineer it all, I probably would say I had the skill set to make the money I'm making now. I didn't really need the degrees. Oh, this, the degree now, is. degrees give you access and opportunity. Let mm-hmm. me take, I don't want to take anybody off their, you know, their track here. But what we also have to remember is that um, the degree isn't guaranteeing anything. And I felt like I didn't understand it necessarily when I was going for those degrees.
1: Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, do you mind me asking, um, mm-hmm.
0: when did you graduate from okay. college? Yeah, so what was the first one? 09 um, for my bachelor's. The master's was 12 and then doctoral the degree is still in process. So for me, I really just need to finish it up. When the business took off a few years ago, it was right when I started writing. Mm-hmm. And I had no time to think about a dissertation and the business. Nice. Um, I'm in a place now where I would love to go back and just get it done. Got it. Um, And I can, so I will. But... I feel like I've
1: just been in school all my life straight through. <laughs> this is probably like my first real break. Got it. Mm-hmm. So okay, of course, you, of course, I'm gonna ask this question. Mm-hmm. Did you take out loans? Oh and, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and how much? So
0: not a lot of loans in my bachelor's and my graduate. Um, I would say under thirty thousand. Okay. Um, and those are almost done. But the med, excuse me, the doctoral degrees where mm-hmm. I got my student loan debt, and we're at eighty thousand. Got it. So everyone says, oh, you paid your loans off. I'm like, no, no, no. i like, I started the business again. But you gotta remember, we'll get into it. The business was accidental. Mm
1: -hmm. Like, I never
0: woke up and said I wanted to take on Sally Mae. It just happened that way. See, just
1: hearing that name makes me tense up, because I I, I can't stress it enough. I definitely have some big loans, and they definitely do keep me up at night, but I have learned the best way to deal with them is, A, Mm -hmm. not to bury my head Mm -hmm. in the sand and ignore it, Mm -hmm. um, because that's what I definitely did (laughs) for a long time, and then, yeah, I hit a wall, and I just, and it, it, you know, I think, you know, grown woman status, Mm -hmm. and um, I learned the best way to deal with them is to manage them. Yeah. And so much of that is it's important. Mm-hmm. So let's get into it. Okay, sure. Uh, okay. You're an accidental yes. entrepreneur. Very.
0: But, you know... Anything that's really got God's favor over is not like accidental. Girl, you better speak. Yeah. So I have to be mindful when I say that too. <laughs> so I have put myself through a financial boot camp. Um, it's a class by Dave Ramsey. It was called Financial Peace, mm. and I think everyone should look into it. Um, I've met with his team. I'll actually see them next month. I'm at a conference and. I just told them, I was like, you know, Dave really, really changed my life. And I know they hear that so often. And she's like, well, what do you mean? So I told her. she was like, oh, he really has changed your life. Mm-hmm. Not only did he help change my way of thinking about money and debt, because these were conversations that I did not have at home, I did yeah. not have with my girlfriend. Like, think about how you get together with your good girlfriends. How many times are you guys
1: sitting around talking about money? That's the thing we try to avoid. Yeah. Well, I mean, now it's a little different, yeah. but for a while, I think for so many, especially mm-hmm. for so many women, mm-hmm. for so many black women, it's, you want to get together, having Kiki, yes. and you know maybe talk about a few little stressors, but money is just, just taboo. Yeah, like, it's so taboo. Yeah, and so we just don't do it. Got it. So in this
0: case, I was like, okay. What I realized at the church when I took the class is, and it was really full of millennials, and it was of different ages, different races, so it was good. Um, the thing that kept coming up and every class was student loans. Mm-hmm. Now, my professional background, I worked in higher right now at that point for like over eight years. Okay. Um, I was like, oh, all you got to do is do-do-do-do-do-do. And I tell people your gift is all you got to do is— <laughs> Cause that's easy and effortlessly for mm-hmm. you to do, right? So I so I started helping people after the class. Wow. All right, now here's where it's about to get petty. Okay. anybody okay. listening judges okay. me, judges. I, I don't I, lo- I okay. love a little pettiness. I can't lie. Well what was <laughs> happening was um as the class was going on and you know, on, um people started to come into the church and go straight to the basement level. That's where we were. Oh. And I was like, oh, now I didn't see Sister Soap so at church on Sunday. Now, again, this is where it gets really funny because I didn't didn't know these people that were coming in for help. But I was still helping. Mm -hmm. But it was like a a whole bunch of mental notes. So one day I just asked, I was like, do you go to service here? (laughs) And the lady was like, no. I said, oh. I love it. I said, well, how did you find out about what we're doing here? Because I was just meeting people for free. And she said, oh, she said, my cousin goes here. And she told me that you were doing this and that I should just drop in. So I was like, Oh, okay. Wow. So this was going on for a while. I mean, so much so that it was a waiting area, like where wow. people were waiting to talk to me. I love it. And I was like, Oh no! I was like, Jesus didn't say everybody for free. I didn't hear that, <laughs> girl. You so so then that. I said, All right. I said, Well, I started telling people, um, because it, then the church was like, Well, we got to close up at a certain time. I was like, Okay, you guys can meet me at Corner Bakery. You guys have a corner bakery yes, in New York, we, okay? Yeah. Well,
1: actually, I, I don't. know. Do we have it? I don't know if we have it in New York, but I definitely grew up around it yes. in the Midwest. So, okay, yes. or, or cozy.
0: Yes. Okay, so yep. equivalent. I actually had two offices in Philly. One at cozy, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and on, the, these were
0: free offices. Now, I did have to flirt. I will say, I had to flirt because I cannot afford to pay for an office at this time. Yeah. So I, there are like dates that are uncashed in, but he'll be fine, right? <laughs> and I was like, I think it's time to get an office. I'm gonna have to cash in on these dates soon. So, but what I told people was like, oh, you. You can meet me here you can meet me here and what i realized is is that people started to show up on time for free appointments mm. with notebooks and paperwork in their hand so i'm like people don't come to free stuff like, at, all. at all but when i tell you it was like a waiting system that i used to tell them because i didn't want cozy to kick us yeah. out that was my next question like did you have a line while well you were remember i was move? bringing a lot of business actually yeah. okay. Not, so while yeah. they were waiting i would tell them I would go introduce myself. This was like real professional, guys. Wow. I'm so serious. I was like, hey, I was like, I'm going to finish up with my last client. I was like, but if you could, I said, because um, we're here for free on Free Space. I mean, obviously everybody knows it was free. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just need you to make sure you order something. Yeah, so okay. they will go order something. I, you should have got like ten percent of that. Yeah. Or well, so what <laughs> happens like, is the, the manager at the time started bringing me like free snacks and stuff. Now wow. this is not actually helping because I'm like gaining weight during this process because I like this like <laughs> chocolate cake that they had. Um, anyway, so the point is he would like bring my chocolate cake over. I'm like a little tea, please, you know, because I was what? talking to people. I literally one day was at Corner Bakery from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Wow. So when I go there now to get regular food, I know I still see some of my same faces. They're like, mm-hmm. is she coming back? I'm like, no. <laughs> nope, nope, I've closed no. locations. <laughs> um, so that went on, I would say. Yeah, that went on that for free. That went on for like three weeks, okay? okay? Like three weekends. Got it. And I was like, hold up. I was like, I think people were paying. Let's just try it out. Mm-hmm. So I think I hit it with like 30 an hour. Then I went up to 50. And even up to 75, and, and everybody's still paying. Like, they, they
1: would just pay it. Because and they needed it. They it's, needed it. And, like, what what did that do for you? Like, when you started to see how many people needed yeah. the service, like, it was did so that validating. change you?
0: Or, yeah. Um, and I'm going to be honest. It was hard to be who I was outside of work then to go back to work, because I wasn't really fulfilled at that time. So mm-hmm. I loved my job. I was there at that point for six years. But the the latest role I had taken on was just not the ideal role for me. Who knew? And I, so I had more fulfillment on the weekend than my 9 to 5. And I remember thinking, like, if this thing could just work out, like, if I could do 75 times, like, I'm always mm-hmm. doing the numbers. And I was like, I could probably just, you know, save myself, could pay my car, you know, all this other stuff. And I remember just thinking, like, what would that look like? How consistent can we get this to be? So then. When you start really getting really serious about stuff, you gotta start putting systems in place. So I was like, all right, we're gonna use a scheduler. Click here do a deposit I think I made them do like a 10 dollars 15 deposit or something make sure they were show make sure they sh-
1: yeah not wasting time
0: right and then I started to do little speaking engagements across the city with like
1: the urban league okay. you know and nice. all of so that you, that was a good way to get your get the word mm-hmm. out and make some community oh connection. what I mean I, to-
0: I took everything very serious from the start I think that makes me different from a lot of people getting started like I went online I ordered a white lab coat yes. and oh I've seen the picture <laughs> yeah. I love so it I don't even yes. know what that lab coat is right <laughs> people want me to bring it back yes. so I probably should, But good branding it was yes. and I I had uh, got me a little fake stethoscope and it was like the student loan doctor. Mm-hmm. And I showed up and I did that for the Urban League conversation. It kind of set the tone like, oh, she's kind of serious. Yeah. And OK, so anyway, those pictures made it back to my workplace. Wow. And so everyone's like, so what are you doing after work? And I'm like, things that are not related to the job <laughs> or the handbook, like <laughs> not going to catch me. OK, I'm out here healing people. Right. So I'm, I'm out here but- like. Given these
1: prescriptions. Yes. Yeah, so I was like, but it is not conflict <laughs> yes, with,
0: the, with the handbook, exactly. Section two 2.5. So, <laughs> um, so, in any case, I met a woman named uh, D.C. Marshall. Um, and you, you might actually know her. by just of waiver. But yeah. she's so sweet. She, um, I met her in Philly, like, randomly at an event. And she said, um, she said I'm going to keep you in mind for some things. I said, okay. okay. So, one day, she called me at, like, 9 o'clock at night. And I'm like, is, who is this lady? Yeah. I, don't, I don't really know her. So, she's like, I need your name, date of birth, and social. I was uh, like, no, oh, uh, no, I can't do that. My credit is good now.
1: <laughs> you know, like she asked me a year ago, you could, add you it could have. You could have You can't get
0: nothing anyway. And so I said no. I said, "What do you need that for?" And she was like, "Um, I want to invite you to the White House." I said, "No, oh, this is the Obama administration, yes. mm-hmm.
1: and this was in what year exactly?
0: 2016." Okay,
1: right before they left.
0: Oh wow! Oh, to I think, know. to think back,
1: oh, well, I'm having a moment. A moment <laughs> <laughs> of silence, just please. like clutching my
0: pearls. Yes. Don't fast forward this moment of silence. Okay. I know. So, so I said, "All right." Um, I had to trust her. I was like, "Okay, Mm -hmm. I'll give you my information." And I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" I was like, "If this lady does something with my credit, like I'm done." Yeah. So, sure enough, maybe 15 minutes later, an email comes over from the White House saying you're approved. I don't know what that approval process looks like, But but I'm approved. I know I'm approved, and I know it's so God. Just God is just so good because literally the next day. I had scheduled a um, PTO for a doctor appointment. And I, I remember, I was like, let me call my manager now. And she was so supportive of my business. When you think about the people that help you get where you're at, she's like one of the people that comes to mind. Right. Um, I said, um, I was like, AJ, I was like, so I was like, I'm not making this up. And I can see you some pictures when I get there. I was like, I just got a call to go to the White House. Now, you know, the PTO was for the doctor. Um, I was like, but... But the way the schedule is set up The way my schedule is now set up. And, you know, she was so awesome in hindsight. I can say this because she don't work there anymore either. You know, she would let me do extended lunch breaks. Mm -hmm. I had to go meet with Banks at this time. I was trying to really get my foot on the scene. I mean, I just went in any business that made sense in Philadelphia. I would just show up. Do,
1: do you think like just having a boss that was a woman mm-hmm. that 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 she could maybe relate more, or was a it boss just the, that was a the black company you were at? Okay, could relate, and she was a little older than me, not a lot.
0: And what she said to me when we talked about it later, 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 like once we both left the job, is she said that. That I was who she needed at the time, too. Mm-hmm. Because remember, at this point, I'm growing. Yep. So I'm listening to all type of podcasts. <sighs> I'm reading all type of books. And I would bring her books to read. And I was like, did you listen to this podcast? Yes. Yeah. So I'm opening up her mind unintentionally. And so she can't turn me down if she sees how I'm growing. And she had to support it. I mean, we got real colorful and creative with a lot of things Mm -hmm. because there were certain meetings and places I had to be. Everybody doesn't operate at 6 p.m. when you're off work. Some people need you at 12, you know what I mean? But I didn't let it affect my work ethic. I will say that. That was always my agreement to her. I will go above and beyond. I will do extra work, whatever. Um, I just need your flexibility
1: while I'm figuring this thing out. Mm -hmm. Because I still didn't know what this thing was. But it was nice that you had that flexibility. And somebody yeah. that was just supportive and not making you feel like you had to lie or hide. Why well, just USN
0: lie? This would go left. Yeah. I had to lie to her. Yeah.
1: Especially with the White House. I mean like yeah, I mean like you gonna see the pictures on Instagram. Yeah, girl. That's Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> these are right. this is getting a flex. Yes. So
0: so long story short, um, I go to the White House with a few other friends. You know, the White House has well, I don't know now, but back then the security was like so more relaxed than TSA. Okay. I just was so surprised by that. <laughs> they were smiling, they were high five us. So wait, you get to the White House and what was the, what did you do? Okay, so it was a conversation for African-American women and girls, um, basically issues that affect African-American women and girls and it was 50 people invited to the room and I was one of the 50 and I made sure I positioned myself um, last to ask the question. What it was is that the um, Obama administration were trying to collect topics to move forward with agendas post leaving yeah and we just you can w- see the manifesting yeah. here
1: and there now it was
0: just really a big um think tank if you will mm-hmm. so nothing to really get accomplished in that one meeting but everybody had their own agenda okay so i stood up and i was like um hi everyone my name is sonia lewis um the student loan doctor, it wasn't like a CEO or anything at that point. I was like, but just by a show of hands, I was like, how many people in here are affected by student loan debt? Right here, so like, I'm waving my hand. Yeah, waving my hand. Everybody raises <laughs> their hand in the room. Yes. I said, but yet this is the one topic we have not discussed. Mm-hmm. And I said, when we talk about STEM and STEAM, I was thinking we talk about putting our girls in programs such as this. What are we talking about in terms of the debt?
1: They're like, oh. Mm-hmm. And you can like hear it across the room. And I love it because its it impacts some. So many women, so many black women Mm -hmm. in a very different way, Mm -hmm. particularly because we have, you know, Some of the most debt in terms of um, when we're breaking down those groups. But the fact Mm -hmm. that we never really discussed it openly, it's like it's just been in the room the whole time and we just haven't been really acknowledging it. So it's nice that you were there and able to, you know, just kind of get the conversation started. I
0: came on the tell in the meeting so the girl was like, can we extend this meeting so we can talk about this? So we started laughing. So, I mean, that, that conversation didn't go much further in terms of the Obama administration like yet, right? But for me, it was so validating to be there on my gift and in my lane and so on the drive back I'm thinking like I'm like I'm literally thinking like I don't know what you're doing I was like but whatever you do doing I was like I need you to make it clear and plain because now you got to go back to work the next yep. day and you, you feel like a superhero the day before the next day you feel like real average yeah. and so I was internally starting to become conflicted and so now I can't be my best self at work because my best self is at 6 o'clock yeah. right and at that point I did step out and get an office Okay. so my office was about uh, so what, 40... like like a work sh- like a share yeah like in a wee yeah. workspace, like something yeah. like that Um, it was like 45 minutes away from center city where I was working so I would like literally leave work if i appear i would like grab food on the way to the next office Mm -hmm. because i had appointments from six to ten wow so that hustle from nine to ten went on for about six to seven months okay Sometimes weekends.
1: How did you take? I mean, you had to be exhausted. Oh,
0: well, I don't know when I slept. I actually, I really don't remember sleeping. I wow. know I slept it. Like, so if I got home by eleven, um, shower, let's say I'm in bed by eleven forty-five. And then you're up at one. You got to get up. Well, if I had to get up at seven, let's say, because okay. I had to be to work, let's
1: say by nine. I'm low key just so mm-hmm. fascinated with what time people go to bed at night. Yeah, <laughs> and what time uh, they wake up? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, am I getting enough sleep? Mm-hmm. Like, how how is everybody doing so much? Oh, and how I many hours? I can show you this app when we're mm-hmm. done. That help me with like me. <laughs> In my sleep, yes. I really started to learn
0: something called REM cycles. Mm-hmm. So I'm related. So actually, <laughs> you don't really need like seven, eight hours, but you can get so many REM cycles, like two or three, and you'll see how productive you'll be for the day. Mm. So on certain days that I was really crunched, I'm like, if I could just get in three REM cycles, like that's just wow. how my life was at the time. Yes. But a day that I get five, but I'm now really it's on a little fire. a
1: little better. Like in terms of, are you getting more? Are you getting better? Um, sleep?
0: I don't know. Like. so... <laughs> You know, real. they yeah, I should be getting yeah. more sleep. But I'm now a night bird. I'm like, I just, okay. I like to do my work at night. I travel so much. Um, I don't know. Okay. Well, I, I mean, that's like, that's,
1: that might be, that might have to be another conversation. Just yeah. the amount, um, because that's another study that we um, explored in mm-hmm. one of the, I believe it is the March issue of Essence, that black women are not getting enough rest. Oh, I, I so think so. Yeah. I agree with and that. And just how it impacts us. Again, now yeah. I'm getting off topic. I digress. Mm-hmm. So... Um, All right, fast forward. Yes. Next day I come to work. <laughs> this is
0: important. Come to work the next day. I had a super supportive college president. Um, He's no longer at the institution, but he was so good that he would, like, come to my graduations. And he just really liked me because I was so... Much a hard worker at that job. I mean, I would take the numbers. I was in emissions. I would take numbers so personal. Mm-hmm. Like if the goal was forty, I would get us to sixty, and and I would be there at eight p.m. and I would leave when he would leave. Yeah. So he was my buddy, and we walk out together. So he saw I was like super dedicated to the to the cause. Right. So in any case, when um the next day I get back to work, I'm just at work like everything's regular. And I get a knock on my office door. Now, it's very rare that the president comes to you. Uh-oh. Like, usually you go to him. And I'm like, hey, Jim. <laughs> and he's like, hey, so you got a minute? I'm like, oh, not really, but uh, yeah, sure. He's like, um, so I saw on Facebook, I'm like, who do I got to defriend? Yeah, I was just gonna yeah. say, "Hi,
1: he, yeah, on
0: Facebook." What's no. that, my friend on Facebook? I was like, wow. "Who do I have to defriend?" And I was like, "Yes." I said on a PTO, "I said, uh, how how are you?" You know, <laughs> and he was like, "No, no, no." He's like, "It's it's okay, it's okay." He's like, "So what's going on? Like, what do you got going on?" And I just was like, "Real Uh-oh. surface level." Now at this point, it had hit me like you're now on the radar. Yep. You must, you know, whatever, whatever, get off the pot. Time to make some decisions. Yes, and I remember thinking it, it had set in. Now let's say post that. I started getting skipped for promotions. Um, I was in all the leadership trainings, you know, and I had this like darn near doctorate degree and, Promotions and opportunities were coming up, and I was just getting skipped and skipped and skipped. So, you know, there's something that um every woman should have at their job, especially black women. You know, you have a mentor. You heard of that, right? Mm-hmm. But I think women should also have what's called a sponsor. Yeah. And okay. and some people are familiar with that term, but Definitely. if not, but a sponsor is is someone. It's not your mentor. It's not your best friend. It's someone that can speak highly of you when you're not in the room or at the table. Yeah. And I had one at my job. I had two actually. Um, and again, we're not girlfriends. Um, uh, we had lunches or meetings every here and there. It's, it's a but somebody so you a relationship. Yeah. So I went to my sponsor and I said to her I said can I just vent to you for a moment I said I just feel like I'm being skipped there's a promotion that just was up not a promotion a job opportunity that I wanted and I didn't get it and I was like and I usually get these opportunities and now it's not happening
1: and I was like is it because of the student loan doctor and she said I would go with that yeah (laughs) you know what yeah that's that's what she said and I mean it's Mm-hmm. When you think about it, if you would have got that promotion right. I don't wanna act like I know right. the rest of your story, mm-hmm. but if you did, you, it might have just Well it probably would've determined. Because yeah,
0: it exactly. it's like You, you know, would have been happy. Oh my God. You, yeah. I, I'm so <laughs> grateful, like, um and I, I hate really talking like, you know, big or big numbers, but like trying to make eighty a year, you could do eighty yeah, in a month or eighty in a few months yeah,
1: or yeah. and I'm like, God had more for me. Well I you know do. I mean? you just did something that I think is important. We mm-hmm. you know and back to the Conversations we don't have about money, not mm-hmm. just student loans, but also it's salary. okay to want mm-hmm. more from your salary. Yeah. It's okay to want to live comfortably and be mm-hmm. able to pay your debts and have a vacation. Yes. And it's there's nothing Me wrong two. with that. Yeah. And or two so or
0: three. I'm at that place now, <laughs> yes. right? And I talk about that on my platform now. But when I was uh in the workforce, um, you know, you just was okay. You're okay with okay. Yeah. And like, oh, 60 or 80 or, you know, and like, I've made it. Like, no, like, you're so brilliant. You could do 80 a month. Yep. You know, you could do 60 a month. Mm-hmm. Now, we got to get you in the right place and, and put your gifts in, in alignment. But it's okay to talk like that because your counterparts are. Mm-hmm. And and it wasn't until I got into the spaces that I am now with people that don't look like me that are my age, that are making 200000 a month. And then it's... Like, that's not... Un, un, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And so... But I wasn't in those spaces before, mm-hmm. in those conversations, and I probably wouldn't have believed you before.
1: As a, as a woman who's now... <clears throat> excuse me. As a woman who's now independent, and mm-hmm. you're out here, you have your own business, mm-hmm. or you're, you're doing your own thing, um, it sounds like not being able to see what you could have, mm-hmm. you know, just how... How has it impacted you now just seeing these people who are making $200,000 a month? Yeah. And, like, how is that? Has it motivated you? Oh, absolutely. I don't what? sleep because of that probably. Yeah. So
0: like, if I meet somebody literally um, that's making 200000 a month off of their ingenuity, mm-hmm. like, so now I need to go home with my whiteboard and reverse engineer with how I can do the same. I'm not mad. I'm not upset. I'm inspired. Right. And, and I'm and I'm totally in belief, you know, and I think for me is I'm not really stuck on stuff. Um, I'm, I've been removed from that. I like things. I like yeah. nice sneakers. You know, I, I don't know <laughs> where in, that habit came nothing from. Wrong with that. <laughs> but, but they, but you know, but I think ultimately um, where I'm at is if you want to be a good giver, you can't be broke.
1: You know, and if you want
0: to, you know, you want to travel, can't be broke. broke. (laughs) Um, And if there's some things I want to do for my mom or for my cousins or for um, I really, really am big on adult scholarships, like repayment scholarships that we're starting up, um, can't be broke. Mm -hmm. And so you need money to fuel the things that you need. And then if you just go back biblically and really understand money, it's just a tool. Mm. And when you stop having romantic relationships with money.
1: Listen. You'll really get a can lot of wait money. Wait, can you
0: say that again? Stop having romantic relationships
1: with money. What does that mean?
0: Yeah, so I feel like I was in a love affair with money. Meaning like we had a yin and yang where um sometimes money would call, sometimes it didn't call.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> show up. And, so now um, what is money more like um an acquaintance? So money comes easily, effort,
0: effortlessly and abundantly. Okay. That's my that's my All affirmation. Right. Got it. And so and to be quite honest, um money always came that way I just was stuck to it you know when you got your hand closed and your fist folded up you can't receive and you can't give mm-hmm. and so I tried not to be that way with money because I understand the relationship of it now and I understand that if I teach others how to understand it too they'll be better off
1: mm-hmm. but
0: I think that you gotta remember too that um, and you gotta be forgiven of yourself I put a post up like this the other day forgive forgive yourself like when you were growing up and I don't know about your household like my background my family college degrees right yeah. We just didn't talk about money, though. No, yeah. We just didn't talk about (laughs) it. I mean, like, we knew bills had to be paid. We knew you had to have a place to live and a Mm -hmm. car and things of that nature. But, like— It was basic level. Just high level. Survival level. level. Or overheard conversations. Yeah. But nothing, like, did you know? But when you go and experience other cultures, even—I would dare you. um, But this is what I want you to do one day, everyone listening. If you're um, not—if you are not a white man— Go to places where white men frequent and sit next to them as close as possible. I mean, like, weirdly possible. <laughs> you if mean, like, you, like hit up the, the
1: restaurant, the new yes. spot, that, and just, Whenever like... they're gathering.
0: <laughs> and I want you to get the table right next to them it for God's sake. Yes. And you sit there with a book. I don't care. Okay. But if you just zoom, zoom in and listen to the conversation, they are talking about money investments and opportunities yeah. i really wanted to just pull up a seat and just and, and, and meet my long lost cousins because that's the conversations i yearn to have now
1: mm-hmm.
0: but, but 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 we don't do that in our community yeah um and, and it'll get there and I, I think platforms such as mine um tiffany aliche like yeah there's, there's conversations and being platforms that are happening to get it to be that point but that's not the case right now yeah and so in any case i just found that um you have to forgive yourself for what you weren't taught, what you didn't know. But then you got to move yourself to the next level is,
1: now I know better. I got to do better. You do better. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. Now that you got the knowledge, yes. what are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I want to know... Tell me about what exactly, what kind of resources, what Mm -hmm. exactly do you do in your business? The student loan doctor
0: has evolved. Mm -hmm. So at first, I was really just helping people one-on-one. And then I grew to having a team. So we have a team of eight. um, And then now it's the coaches doing the actual work with people. And that can be anywhere from... Just consulting, like this is what payments could look like. These are the options you have. Oh, you're in default. You need to do X, Y, and Z. Okay, so they are about to go on your wages on this date. So we should do because everyone's going to come in at a different point. Some people are going to come in with no problems mm-hmm. and just want to review. Like, am I doing the right thing? I want to buy a home and on my credit. And some people are like help. help like yes. they took my check today, <laughs> you know. And yeah. then what does that look like? How do we help? People and how that? do
1: you? I mean, I know it's hard to get into the details, mm-hmm. but that. I think for so many women, so many people who are going through that, it mm-hmm. just feels... You feel helpless. Yes. Like, what's... If you could... Can you walk me through just briefly about, like, for yes. somebody who does come in and they're drowning right. and they don't know what to do, what's one of the first steps they should so take? So,
0: the first thing is they'll probably go through a free discovery call and it's just them telling, like, this is what's going on. I got this letter or I don't even know. Some people just keep it real and say... I ain't never even looked at my loan since I graduated. Yeah. Okay, here's what we got to do. First we got to look. (laughs) And we don't make people feel bad. I always tell my team, I've hired you because you make me feel like a hug through the phone. So we work with people virtually or by phone. Um, If I don't feel like there's a hug by the phone coming through, then it probably won't work, Mm -hmm. right? Because people are coming in either super excited because they've heard good things or super, super Super scared. And we got to get that person into excitement, right? And so, at that point, um, when we're having a one-on-one review with them, everything is personalized because nobody's account is the same. Some people may have ten thousand loans. We've seen the biggest amount we've seen is up to six hundred thousand. Wow! And the guy was still wow. trying to borrow more money. I, I think his
1: meters broke. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say that might—that's yeah. something else, right?
0: Um, he's trying to be a surgeon. But he can't pass certain boards, so he has to go oh, to New wow. Mexico for this. It was crazy, That's and I'm like, crazy. I'm like, all right. So he he's just in pursuit of a personal goal at this point.
1: So I mean, it sounds like money is very much attached to you know our emotions, and yes. it's just it, like mm-hmm. you said, you need people need to feel like they're having they're being hugged through the phone. Yes. So it's not like you're very nurturing. Mm-hmm. Person, and I am you, my nature, yeah. and then my
0: team is by nature.
1: nature.
0: Um, and I've, I'm have i not ashamed to say I've had to let a few people go mm-hmm. because I didn't feel the hug anymore, you know, <laughs> quite honestly. <laughs> and that's it. something that I can't train or hire for. Like, I, like, excuse me, I can't train, I can only hire for. Like, you got to be who you're going to be before you met me. Mm. And you're, you're tr- your colors are going to show a few months into the job. Yeah. And if you're frustrated because they're frustrated, well, only one person is allowed to be frustrated, that's the person that paid.
1: So that's, that's just not going to work. So was it, as a new entrepreneur, mm-hmm. was it difficult to fire people? Like, how, what was that experience? Um, <laughs> yes and no.
0: <laughs> so, again, I'm about my money. So at the end of the day, like, you either are part of this process to help me bring in money or you're not. And so I, as a woman, and I've had great leaders and managers before me, so I was so grateful to, like, what would they do? That's right. Important. And um, it was just a conversation. And really, those people kind of phased themselves out, like, um, like you, what it is is that you help people find what they're passionate about. So let me help you find what would be a better fit for you. Mm. And we're still friends. Like I could still be call any one of them today, but you can't be here. Because if you're here, then you're, you're a distraction or you're a hindrance to the bigger mission. And it's not about us. It's not about me. Um, I got rid of that a long time ago. It's about who we serve. Mm. And if you're stuck on you or you and your feelings or you can't separate home from work, it's not going to work. Yeah. And so um, that's okay, too. Like, and, and then I've had actually everybody that left ask to come back, right? No.
1: Um, <laughs> so were no. these people that you um, ultimately had friendships with before or some some, but no no just they just saw the brand and wanted to be a line and you gotta
0: remember sometimes because by who I am and I'm positive and you know I've got good energy sometimes you attract broken people and literally uh, one of my coaches shared this at the retreat I appreciate her saying this she said when I came to you I was really broken she was going through a really messy like divorce and I think she had just went through some mental health challenges and she was like and I just stayed on your page on Instagram and she started volunteering for free with me and then I saw something in her when she was volunteering. I think it was the RDBS. I'm gonna be real uh, with you. Yeah, she said something. be like, nah, like skill. <laughs> and I tested her. <laughs> I tested her with the call list or something. Um, we had to do some calls. And I just heard her on the phone. I'm like, she don't even know. Like that's her that's her million dollar gift. Yeah. And I was like, I think I wanna hire you for the role of coach or whatever. I said, We'll do it temporarily because that's not how I met her and mm-hmm. that's not in my mind. I had to reprogram her. You know, and she had some behaviors that she had to let go early on and I said, We're not gonna do that in this business either, you know. So you, you I love how your
1: your doctor through and through, <laughs> like you're <laughs> To you're like everybody. you're changing these behaviors. It's money. It's there's some emotional yeah. a lot of emotional aspects too to running a business as well. There's no and
0: handbook for it. Yeah. There's no handbook. I need to write one because I told people literally in one year I went from employee to employer. Yeah, and I was That's like,
1: a big. Yeah. So big I had a conversation difference. with you
0: about payroll and taxes and and leadership and how do you handle seven different personalities? Mm. You know, I had one employee. Um, she don't do it anymore. Like, thank God. She used to cry and everything because I would get feedback. And I'm not mean. I'm like, is my tone wrong? You know, she's like, I just got to do better. And I'm like, is that a tear? And I'm like, I can't do tears, <laughs> not at the workplace. And we had to fix that because I was yeah. like, if and I had to say to her, I said, if you make me feel like I can't give you feedback you to dad. help you improve, like you're going to start crying each time. I said, like, this ain't going to work. Gonna, yeah. She was like, No, nah, I can stop crying. I said, all right, well, just, you know. <laughs> so it was just um, a, a lot of like, um, just trying to fix it. The team as of today is super solid. I am so grateful for them because I am able to decompress. Like I literally, I don't think, I don't know who I think I am, but I was on probably like a month of vacation, like um, close to like a week in Miami. And then I was in Columbia and then Jamaica. Wow. Now that was for my self-care. It's funny and it's cute. Like for Instagram photos, it looks really good. But for me, it was like I needed to go reset. I needed to do some of these trips by myself because I do my best thinking when I'm on an airplane or I'm in a new scene. I'm seeing different cultures and seeing how people do different things. And I come back super refreshed. Yeah, And then you you can give that
1: energy to your team.
0: And then they can feed off of me. And I encourage them to do the same. Um, In the midst of that travel, I took them on a retreat in the Poconos (laughs) and I made sure I like cooked them, you know, Breakfast, dinner, like, like serve them do you hand cook? and cook? I do cook. You do. I cook. <laughs> um, my girlfriend that works with me gonna say, "Um, so who was the caterer for this?" And I was like, "You tried it."
1: And she's like, "And you cook?" I was like, yes, and, I cook. "And I cook too." I like to thank my grandmother for that. Um, but yeah, so I got. I want to know. Um, let's take it back to the bar- the borrowers. Yes. Um, what are some mistakes that you see borrowers make the most? Yeah,
0: not having a plan. So um, I always have a saying that um. A borrowing determination equals career compensation. So I'll say it again. Borrowing Ooh, determination sorry. equals career compensation. compensation. So we've got to stop borrowing at these exuberant amounts, and we don't have a plan, a career, like, to go behind it in terms of amounts. Like, so let's not borrow 60000 if the career is only supposed to pay you 40000 Like, mathematically, that's a bad that's investment. Not, yeah. But it's so emotionally driven sometimes that people don't think about that. If someone's listening and they're a parent, and you're going to have this conversation with your child one day, The thoughts that you should be having as a parent should be, you know, it's like buying a home. That's why I tell parents, remember how I felt when you were looking to buy your first nice car or nice home. That's what your child is feeling when they're going to college. So you have to be the voice of reason. Mm -hmm. What I see a lot of times in the African-American community is a double sport. Mom has student loans. Mom pays student loans off at age 50, right? Mom just re-enrolled for Parent Plus loans at age 52. Wow, Mom never leaves to the loans. She dies with them, theoretically. Yeah. So this black woman is being hit over the head twice Twice. in our community with loans,
1: her loans and her child's loans. And not being guaranteed anything. No. So, you know, there was
0: a a statistic that was uh, given a long time ago, not a long time ago, five years ago. So probably got worse. The African-American women... Die with less than zero dollars to their yeah, name, yep. like less than people.
1: Yep, I've heard that stat too. We cover that. Yeah, just makes me cringe.
0: It. But when yeah. you do the math and you think about it, like even if we were to take our own selves and we're not going to do this, but if someone's listening, you should do it with piece of paper. You know, write down how much you have in life insurance policies. Mm-hmm. Maybe zero. Maybe twenty thousand. Oh, they just need to bury me. Right? That's how a lot of people think. It. Okay, how much debt how do much, you have?
1: Yeah.
0: How much mortgage debt do you have? Car no debt. Just write your debt and write your assets at the top and do the math,
1: you might be in zero too. Yeah, I think I I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. And I mean, there's just so many conversations that I've had about, that are always about what's going on presently yep. and where we're not able to kind of, we don't even feel empowered to look to the future. Right. And I think like that's, you know, that's a that's a big problem and you can see it. Well, we
0: have to because yeah. um, what I said the other day is that like, yeah, I'm going to get out of my student loan debt by different endeavors. Like we're thinking about like real estate investing, you know, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Um, but my children and particularly like my children's children, like student loans should be a customer. Yeah. Like they should get hit if they say it out loud. Like, what, what, <laughs> was that word, that's what was that you, word? What was that word? I'm looking what forward you just to say? putting my hand back, cocked back slowly. <laughs> I wish you would say that. Not right, in this house. Not today. But, Grandma, you own the business called the I- <laughs> No, I, I digress. But that's what I'm, I'm hoping yes. for, right? And we have to hope that for our children too. And the only way that's going to happen is if our generation, millennials, mm-hmm. right, actually take the time to learn about investments and in life insurance to plan for their children and to plan for their children's children. You know, maybe um, you already have a child. You're listening to this, and the child's 3 to 5 or up to 10. There's still things you could do. It's called a 5 to 9 plan. Okay. You can look exactly. into, and you can decide if you want to do some serious um, um, investing towards college. Um, and I, I really love the 5 to 9 plan because anybody can participate in it. It's not expensive. One lady, I'm going to share this example because someone listening can use this. One lady I met, um, she has an 8-year-old and a 10-year-old. And both of their college, community college, is paid off. She's now paying off their state college. Mm. The way she's doing it is through a 529 plan, through contributions. And what she says is every birthday, we're not doing birthday parties where we bring gifts. She said, literally, if you come to the birthday party, here's the link. Or you can drop a $20 bill, $10 bill inside the jar. And this is the money that's going to go to their 529 plans. Now, I met the little kids. They're weird, right? I love them, but they're weird. (laughs) I love it because (laughs) they have a poster up literally. He was like, you want to see my room? I want to show you something. I'm like, oh, God, where we're going. (laughs) So we go there and I was like, oh, his poster is colored in. So quarterly, he colors in. His mom gives
1: him the new number of where his college fund is at. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. Yes. I mean, that's it's I like it because it's normalizing Mm -hmm. what. You know, something that we all need to be familiar with, which is if I want to go to college, I'm there's I need I have goals. There's a a certain amount. But here's the cool thing. Now, let's just
0: go a little further. Psychologically, what do you think that does for a kid that that is seeing and waking up every morning with a chart colored in saying I can pay for college? What do you think that does? It makes them want to go. It makes them want to go. It makes them be better students. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think that students are bad students to be bad students. When we see behavior problems show up suddenly in high school, it's because there's no plan Mm -hmm. for when they're done. When they're done. Most times I feel that way. And so we're saying you have a plan to go to Howard. You have a plan to go to, um, you know, FAMU. You have a plan. I don't Mm know. So what happens at that point is that you're you're acting according to the plan that was created for you since you were younger? Yeah. And so we all need a little, little color board with little charts. Little. And she didn't do anything that was super phenomenal. She just decided to make sense of. We're gonna celebrate every year for his birthday anyway. Let's go ahead and celebrate and make a contribution to his college fund. That's
1: pretty. That's isn't that's that pretty Amazing. That's pretty. I mean, smart. She didn't know she was teaching me something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she I was mean, teaching, well, it's teaching me something, yes. and hopefully, other, other listeners can start too. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, so it sounds like you're optimistic about this. What? What is it? Forty-four point two million Americans impacted by. <sighs> yes, I have to be optimistic, going <laughs> because um, sometimes I can't lie. Like. Um, As much as it's been a learning process for me to be able to manage my loans, Mm -hmm. because I was definitely one of those people who, um, you know, graduated and media is in so many industries are so difficult to navigate with, you know, for a lot of different reasons, but graduated during... um, what was it, Um, not a depression, but basically everything was going south and the internet um, bubble, that things were bursting and shifting and it was difficult to get a job. So, you know, you start getting into a habit of, okay, Mm -hmm. I need to do deferments. And then you're Mm -hmm. not thinking about these things for a period. And then you get used to not thinking about the student loans Mm -hmm. and that's how you cope. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe... You're someone at this point who pays it, doesn't think anything mm-hmm. else about it, but you know there's mm-hmm. maybe something better you can be doing, a better mm-hmm. way you can manage. And to me, it's just been hard to figure out how to maintain optimism that I'm going to pay <laughs> these, things, you know, yeah. pay it off and keep so, managing and keep. So driving. here's the thing:
0: you might have to roll into forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you don't pay it necessarily off. Maybe it's forgiven after 120 payments, mm-hmm. right? Um, and depending on where you work, like I know you work here, so yeah. so I don't know if they have a nonprofit sector that you'll move to or. That your creator start. Well you'll start your own darling. Yes. You can start your own nonprofit. I mean that's what I literally had to do when I left um, my my world of mm-hmm. work. I was like, no, hold up now. I was like, just student loan doctor might have messed up her own self. It's like, hold <laughs> up. So um, so that was my intentions when I started my nonprofit, right? Um, but now that I understand how to bring in money and how money can come in and how to make your money grow, you know, I, I, again, I bring up real estate because I feel like that's the best-kept secret we don't mm, talk about. Yeah. Um. So that's my my plan is to use, um, to pay off my student loans. You could do the same because if you get one good deal— yeah, it takes some money to, to re up, right? Me, but. but you can take some of that block of money and throw it at your loan debt mm-hmm. to get rid of it that way. Um, there's just so many different things that you have to do, and it's hard to be creative and see opportunity to get rid of this when you're in it and you're stressed, right? So it's important for you. That's again, I stress it to intentionally getting to networking events and different um, rooms. Where people don't have the same debt as you, maybe, mm-hmm. and just listen to how they're making money. And then take those principles because
1: you have another fire in you, you'll you'll one-up them, I'm sure. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That's a, that's a word. <laughs> so we're getting—I feel like I can keep asking you a million yeah. questions. And just I have so many for you. Maybe we can do a part two. Yes, it'll be good. Uh, but I got two questions for you. Okay. What does the word unbossed yes. mean to you? And also, tell me about a woman in your life who you feel is unbossed, who's inspired you and motivated you.
0: I know. I was looking at the questions on the way up. so <laughs> These embossed, are the only
1: two questions, by the way. I like to let everybody yes. know a little before the hand, just so. So, unbossed um, really
0: probably just reverse engineering my journey. Mm-hmm. That was unbossed. Like, to, to really say, all right. I remember I texted my mom. And I was like, Mom, I'm going to do this full time. My mom's hard of hearing. I said, um... Just wanted to know that if I left my job and it didn't work, would I be homeless? Can you apply wire in? You know, <laughs> yes. and she was like in. Now, my mom's like a devout retired school teacher. And if she says that you're not going to be homeless, you just got to trust her. Go with it. Yeah. So for me, being on Boston, that moment, um, leaving my job, um, really, it was all from the muscle. I didn't sleep unless I had met my deli goal. And then to the take on a person's payroll early on was was really big to me too. Yes. And we probably had an office smaller than the room we're in now. Mm-hmm. And it was like if you had to go to the bathroom, I had to let her get out so she'd go to the bathroom. <laughs> let me let crazy. me move let me move my chair because yes, <laughs> I had a, a bruise on my right thigh there was a lock on them. Um but you know, fun times. And just really saying to myself, like, I'm never gonna let me down. And if I could work for six years for that business from nine to eight. I could work at my own business from nine to nine and just be just be fine mm-hmm. like so the work ethic that I had didn't go anywhere it didn't disappear it actually had to step it up a bit because I was like we don't believe in repos around that's here right. you know and I'm not yeah. eating ramen noodles now if anybody eat them I'm sorry if y'all listen but I don't like them so I'm not doing it right <laughs> and so I don't want it I didn't want to struggle like I wanted to be able to leave my job and pay my health insurance my health insurance when I left my job was a thousand dollars a month wow because I didn't understand like
1: yeah and I mean I can't that's I we could that's a whole yes, other discussion cobra yeah. like I got a single lot cobra, yeah. right I got story
0: (laughs) yes but jesus paid it i didn't pay it i'm gonna let y'all know that right now i know who paid it i didn't send a check (laughs) um he paid it so so that was good right and then just from moving from that point to understanding that in order to grow this and be really big i heard a sermon from td jakes i was driving from dc i never forget i had to pull over because it had hit me like a bag of rocks he was like the reason why um black women in business fail is because you don't know how to get out the kitchen. He was like, stop mm. treating like a no, kid. No, like stop treating like it's your baby. Get out the he was like, it's business. He was like, hire and move on. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, he's <laughs> right. he And I remember I had a little team at that point. I had just started hiring and, and I said, um, that's it. I was like, close my calendar. I'm out, you're in, I've trained you all. Like I went super rogue. We got a little backlash from it, but that's fine. After two weeks, everybody forgot. But the point is I had to get out the business because yeah. I can't be a CEO. Like I can never come here and meet with you if I'm at the office. You know, stuck to the desk with appointments. Like, that's weird. And I know that people, like, love their business. You know, it's my baby. But, like, it won't grow if you don't get out and if you don't bring in new leadership and new talent. You see things how I can't see things, right? Mm -hmm. My ultimate goal is I would love to have somebody be the role that I am. And as a manager, if that makes sense. Yep. So I can really take another step away and from you, it.
1: You have to be in a space where you can take your business continuously to the next level. Yeah, And make sure everything is solid from the top down. Yes. So. so just Unbossed was just really me. I, my definition
0: was just me not being afraid to count on me. I'll never let me down is what I tell people. I'll never let right. me down. I might let somebody else do. But I'll never You're let me down. Let um, and so just in believing in myself, that was like the, the biggest that was the—2016 was, like, like my rebirth year, if you will, as a mm-hmm. person. Because it was like, oh, you really believe in yourself? <laughs> like, oh, you for real, for real, you know? Um, and then it just has been such great momentum from there. And then just faith plays a lot into it. Like, sometimes you just got to meet God halfway. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not going to give you anything that he can't really—if you can't show him, he can trust you. And so by me leaving my job, I was like, it's a whole lot of I'm here, I'm here. I'm like, you just want to step in, like, right now because, you know, bills is due next month. Yep. You know, um, but it always just worked out, so it was good. Okay. And last— a woman who's a boss. Oh, so um and I hope they'll listen, so I'll send them the episode. Um, <laughs> so there's a woman named Ryanisha um in Philadelphia. She owns a business called Credit Medics. She was a uh, guy gave her to me. She was my first great example that literally her journey was very, very similar to mine. And I didn't know her at the time, and we just met at an event. And I, she asked me all these questions when I met her. You started this business? She's like, what did you think about these color schemes? And well, I'm like, won this girl? What, who? And she was like, come to my office at 12 o'clock okay. on Friday, and I'm, I'm, I want to meet with you. Let me see if I can send you some people. She does credit. Okay. And I, so I remember I had to take off work. I went to Staples. I got a red folder. I put a, got a printed logo on top of the folder. Like, I had been doing yes, this. Yes. Not. I just got the logo the day before. <laughs> and, um, and I took this meeting it's so serious. And any client she sent me, I was seeing clients in person at that time. They literally got hugged water, candy, I don't know, I was just loving them up. Because I was like, I need this girl to send me more people, and she never texts Text me or anything to this day. And and so I'm appreciative of her. So she's one of my examples. Um, A a young lady I met recently named Miko. Um, Her story, she went from like dancing Mm -hmm. and to now owning like, you know, a lot of businesses and real estate. And I just think that she was doing something that wasn't so positive to something super positive. And I love the people that follow her. And another young lady, I think, uh, Jamisa. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's 25 years old. She she just turned 26. Has a $1.7 million real estate portfolio. But two years ago... Literally two years ago, she worked at shot, is, right?
1: Yeah, I like story. and so Wait, I can't remember her last name, McDiver. Yeah, yes. this is with
0: an M. Yes, so she's awesome, right? And um and I just think, I thank God for people like that at my immediate fingertips. Like, they, they, could, you, they did it. You could do it. And we feed off of that energy. My grandmother, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, <laughs> she was the first college graduate in our yes. family. On, first when thought. I called her to leave school, I told her, I was like, Grandmom, I've unenrolled. I want to come home and go to work. I think I need to take a break. I don't know why I was so stressed or something. And she said, well, where would you live? Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, I was like, in the like, back room, wait, Grandma. Wait, 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 you know, you? She said, oh, the back room's reserved for holidays. I started to see that when I left. So, <laughs> so I had to call it. my advisor. Like, Can you please put all my classes back? I back cannot go And yep. And just her not letting me quit. Some tough um, love. Being the person that really you know, took us to the next level to finish school, to set the tone. In my grandmother's opinion, you always either had two choices with her. Either went to the military, you went to college, mm. and if you didn't do either one, I mean, she loved she, you. She doesn't have a background, but you, for you. just couldn't call on her for yeah. things because she told you what it was when you became of age. And I remember she said me you down, know, she's and I, I, get it now. I know it's time. Yeah. To go, I know you're not going to the military. I'm like. <laughs> and so um so I just appreciate you know those women. Got
1: it. Well thank you so 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 much. Yes, for this is coming. so fun. Thank, thank you, you so much. For I learned me. so much. I have so many questions still. Um so for our listeners, where can mm-hmm. everyone learn oh, more yes. about what you do? Yes, and... darling.
0: yes. Let's see. So um Instagram is our favorite place to hang out. <laughs> it's really my page. It's like my life as CEO of The Student Loan Doctor, but we post different events and webinars. Um, So the page is called The Student Loan Doctor. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a The Student Loan Doctor events page, The Student Loan Doctor team page. Come on now. Come on, Brandon. Um, We just take everything, right? (laughs) Um, And then we have um, SLD University. That's our new university that we started. It's like $9 a month. But it's just really a great small niche of women and men. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about 200 of us um, where we really talk every day about money and we celebrate wins with money. If somebody nice. has a question about money, we talk about it in that in that platform. Um, if you need help, DrPleaseHelpMe.com. Okay. And you can spell it D R or doctor, I don't care. I I bought both. Okay. You know people take shortcuts, okay? So <laughs> doctorpleasehelpme.com takes you to get a free discovery call. Just start there. Don't make it difficult. Um and then just see if our team can help you. Um no question is a stupid question. Just X. That's yes. what it's for. I love that advice. I believe yeah. it wholeheartedly. And I think, other than that, we okay. have a, a iTunes on podcast that I have to revive. <laughs> Wait, yeah, no, a podcast on iTunes that I have to revive. We'll definitely keep you yes. posted about that. Please, I have to. You have to. Yeah. I, I, I love keep podcasts. Me
1: posted. I love. I love podcasts. Yes. too. there's a reason why. <laughs> why I'm now like on it. I'm obsessed with them. Yes.
0: So, yes. Um, it <laughs> just. I really appreciate your platform, um, you. and essence, and just in general, and what it does for our. Um, if there wasn't an Essence, I, like, I don't know what we would do, yeah. where would you go for like the latest and the greatest of everything, black Cheros and black heroes? Black women. Black women. Yes. Yeah, so thank us. you so much.
1: Thank you for coming on. All right. <laughs> Special thanks to my guest, Sonia Lewis. Email me at unbossed at essence.com. Tell me about a woman in your life who inspires you to be unbossed. Or if you don't want to email, comment on social media using the hashtag unboss Podcast and please 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 leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Say nice things, say constructive things please. Okay. See you guys later.